best I can tell, the world's gone to hell, and we're sure gonna miss it a lot. All of the whiskey in Lynchburg, Tennessee just couldn't hit the spot. I got a hundred dollar bill. All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and host of the Texas Hemp Show. And this is podcast number 37 this week. And our guest this week is none other than Texas Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller joining us on the phone this afternoon. Mr. Miller, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm just dandy. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, uh, winding things down here in the evening and uh, uh, happy to have you as part of our program. Uh, so thanks for thanks for jumping on here with us. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Well, Commissioner, I guess I had a couple of things here I wanted to talk, uh, I guess, about the legislature that just passed. I'll throw a couple of the, toss a few of those at you first, and then we'll talk about the, this season as compared to last season for, for farmers. The 87th didn't pass uh, uh, the, some of these cleanup bills that would have altered some of the Department of Agriculture's hemp program that was submitted to the USDA for approval. Uh, how much can that bill... And the, uh, can the TDA do without asking the legislature? Where, where's the flexibility there? Well, we do have some rulemaking authority. Of course, we got the uh, 30-day uh, rule in there. It, mm-hmm. The legislature wrote the original bill. They limited us to you know 20 days uh, prior to harvest. But the federal was 15. They changed it to 30. So we did get lined up with the uh, uh, federal legislation on the mm-hmm. 30-day uh, test prior, prior to uh, until you have to harvest, so that that was good. Mm-hmm. We, we were glad, glad to get that done. Mm-hmm. Everything it, else, so we're we're going to function just fine. There's nothing there that, but you know, it would just had to happen, or we'd lose the program or anything like that. Nothing very. I, I wouldn't say there's anything detrimental to the program. We, we'd have liked to have a few more, you know, issues done probably, but uh, we're in pretty good shape. What did you think about the commodity programs, such as feed or livestock, that wasn't intended for human consumption? Well, you know, we got to get that fixed on the federal level, but we, we certainly, you know, I don't know why it's that way to begin with, but that, that definitely, we have got to get a fix on that sooner or later. Uh, we, we missed that. We've got, uh, uh, you know, to work on that and continue to, to push forward on it. Are there any particulars on the hemp cleanup bill that you would have, had your eye that you kind of had your eye on that may have been cause for concern or giving you more, you know, you're more on the ground with the farmers than part of the legislature is. My, the main thing that I, I was concerned with a couple of things, I wanted to get uh, lined up so we could follow federal law. Mm. And we did that with the, with the 30 days going from 15 to 30 days. And I, I wanted them to see, uh, expand, uh, medical use for, for, uh, cannabis, uh, which they did some. I, I don't think they went far enough. They could have done a lot more and helped a lot more people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, was, I was disappointed on that. So hopefully we can, you know, as you know the saying, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. So I guess <laughs> each, each session we'll keep taking another bite. Yeah, we'll that we had a couple. We were we were calling over here, Mr. Commissioner, the Texas three step with the, th- the with the three major ones with the hemp reform and the and the. Uh, decriminalization and then expansion of medical but uh we ended up just with a very tiny bit of medical expansion so it it wasn't a real big victory uh, uh for for some of us that we're hoping to see a little more expansion on that marijuana side uh, for medicinal 
Um, but uh, they did give it to, I guess, our uh, our veterans. And, uh, right. That's good. That's a good thing. That was good. Uh, they got to get that percentage up, though, don't you think, Commissioner? You mean of the, the THC yeah. content? Yeah, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's kind of like, why do you even have a medicinal <laughs> uh, use if if you're going to basically make them use hemp? I mean, it's hemp, nothing really different than than uh, CBD or something like that. Yeah. It's just not enough there to do any good. Well, uh, the, well like, that... I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I'm, I, it does some good or we wouldn't be doing it, but it yeah. could have done a lot to raise that limit it would have been a lot better well i mean you know uh, commissioner you look around these other states i mean we've got you know <laughs> uh, there's big programs going for medicinal and and, and texas is surrounded but with louisiana arkansas oklahoma new mexico now even has a recreational program and uh, here we are down here just you know still still trying to get you know at one percent marijuana, uh, THC. It's 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 a slow moving process, like you said, eating an elephant. Yeah, well, I think the basically, I think that the this overwhelming support in the legislature for it, it's just that some in leadership in the legislatures are is the impediment. So uh, that's the problem. Well, can you can you speak to some of that language that was found in the hemp cleanup bill that provided protection and removed unnecessary regulatory burdens? Do you have uh, – can your rules expand on those? Oh, you know, we're going to take – we've got to take a look at that. There's some things that uh, I've got to sit down with my legal team, so I don't know that I can give you an absolute answer of what we can and can't do. Um, and the reason I haven't done that already, my my general counsel, my head lawyer, he's been very ill with COVID. As a matter of fact, he's in the uh, hospital uh, still. We hadn't got him home yet, so I wouldn't – that's – Goodness. Work on once we get him back healthy and get him get him back to the department. But right now it's just kind of we kind of put that on hold to see what we, you know, we can accomplish by rule. So sure. my answer is I don't know I don't know yet. We'll have to have another podcast once I get you. Back. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one for 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 folks. And what, what do I want to ask you. One of our listeners wrote in or, or commented on our, our thread on our Facebook or something. They were said the. Uh, that you, on top of being a rodeo champion, that you were quite fond of fruit trees. Is there some kind of fruit tree you're growing out there? <laughs> well, I used to grow about 20,000 fruit trees a year and sell them through my uh, nursery operation. We uh-huh. we haven't done that in several years. People just not planting orchards like, like they used to. We'd, uh, we grew pecan trees and fruit trees, and but uh, haven't done that in quite some time. Where, where are you located? Very, very, uh, I have a, a tree farm in my ranch, and my home is in Stephenville. Oh, in Stephenville, okay, right on. Yeah. Well, what did your experience? You know, I I know you grew last year. I saw some I uh, saw some some guys were following you out in the camera out there last year. Uh, uh, one of the media companies, uh, you were you were you were giving them a tour of of uh, your grow. What were, were you growing hemp this season as well? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna grow some more. Uh, we're not, I'm not doing it in a big way. Just I want to just have, get the experience so I can, you know, relate to what, you know, hemp farmers are going through and, and uh, the, you know, the pitfalls and the, and the upside of, of growing hemp. I've grown just about, you know, every crop that you can grow in Texas with the exception of soybeans. And, uh, you know, I just want to get, get, get a better handle on it. And I think it'll make me a better ag commissioner if I know mm-hmm. – 
firsthand how the crop is grown. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can't agree with you more. I think that's really not really cool that you're experimenting with this, just like the rest of uh, the growers are. Is there a specific industry, Mr. Commissioner, for industrial hemp that you would personally like to see take off, whether it be fibers, uh, lubricants, plastics, etc.? You know, the immediate need right now is, is, is for lumber. So if we could get get the fiber into, you know, pressed uh, boards, you know, uh, plywood and, and things like that, there's a tremendous amount of market for that because, you know, it's just uh, – I don't know if you've priced a sheet of plywood lately, but it's like two and three times what it what it used to be. So mm-hmm. it's be a very lucrative market because we're not we're not there yet. We, you know, we've got to uh, grow our way into that and, and build the processing facilities and whatnot. But as you know, there's over you know, I almost said dozens, but there's over thousands actually mm-hmm. of, of uses that we can take that fiber and make out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, construction is a a huge possibility too down the road. Yeah, and and you know, not only not only can we make lumber out of it, we can make uh, you know concrete out of it, mm-hmm. uh, block building blocks, bricks, whatever you whatever you want to call them, hempcrete, insulation, just about everything in a house. Uh, you can make. Uh, uh, I don't know that you can make nails. I think everything but the nails in the glass, maybe. <laughs> How has some of the USMCA improved trade for uh, the farmers? And and can you tell if that market's improved? I know we looked for some positive things there, and then COVID kind of come in on here on this last year. How how has that affected the market, COVID, and some of the trade uh, opportunities that that you've negotiated? Well, just just kind of for reference for for your listeners, the the USMCA is what replaced the old NAFTA agreement, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's the the uh, tri-national accord between Mexico, United States, and Canada. Uh, farming got a big boost out of that. Uh, we didn't. We had a pretty good deal going with Mexico. We didn't really need to tweak it there, but we had some really real problems with Canada. We couldn't get our wheat in. We couldn't get our wine in there and, and get it sold. Uh, dairy products, uh, they had squeezed us out of that market. So the USMCA has opened up all three of those markets into Canada, which is which is good for us. Absolutely great. Uh, we've we've worked and gotten better relationships and better markets. Uh, Mexico on, on some products, uh, we've got them to quit flooding, uh, you know, on top of our crops. So it's been a very positive experience. I mean, we're we we're winning that trade the trade war now. It was rough going through the battles, but we we're winning the war now and uh, we're in good shape. Farmers are receiving uh, better commodity prices than they have ever. Uh, yeah. You know, Trump was right. You know, they're going to, you know, get tired of winning. We're, I'm not tired of it yet. But we're, <laughs> we're getting record prices for our soybeans, our corn, our wheat. Uh, you know, uh, cotton prices are up. Uh, it's it's good across the board. The only sector that's having a tough time is, is the uh, uh, beef market. Well, let's take a quick break real quick here, Mr. Miller, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Our guest, Texas Ag Commissioner Sid Miller. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back on the other side. I burned up my child. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical-free for consumers. 
Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold Dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high-margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595. To learn more, mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. 
And our guest, uh, we're continuing the conversation here with Texas Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller with us. Uh, thank you, Mr. Commissioner, for being a part of the program again today. You bet, Russell. Glad to do it. Thank you, sir, so much. Uh, I wanted to ask you about banking. And, you know, do you think that the banking might open up a little more for hemp in the coming years? It's certainly been a slow moving for some of those lenders. You know, they look to stay compliant and they're concerned about regulations. Do you see loans picking up as we get more into the grain and industrial operations of hemp? You know, we, we're, we're seeing the evidence of that now. You know, banks were real hesitant. They're not, not so not so hesitant now they're they're making loans and especially you know uh far you know traditional farmers that have other assets that they can put up for collateral you know they can mm-hmm. we're making normal uh, farm loans to these guys just like they would if they were growing wheat or corn or, or something like that but uh yep. you know as long, long as they're collateralized uh it's working pretty good now we kind of got over that hump complete completely over it but it's it's much better well i can see when it gets better commissioner was when they start advertising with me a little more <laughs> oh yeah you, you that know would be a good indicator yeah well we get you know last issue we had about three banks running ads to talk to folks about merchant services to lending and, and these types of things and and you're right about the collateral uh point I know that a, a, one of my business advertisers that in the magazine is uh, applying for a loan and um, they want the, the lending office that USDA's lending office wants to make sure that, you know, that those lands are held there as collateral. And, and that, that helps, you know, that helps the lending operation when they've got that land or, or assets equivalent to that loan as collateral. Right. They, they really don't want to take the hemp as collateral. No, no, they don't want that. <laughs> they, they, they like, tr- they like tractors and trucks and livestock <laughs> Maybe other crops are in storage. <laughs> That's true. They they don't want the hemp. Let, let me ask you something. What, what's your position, Commissioner, on the Delta Aid or the Delta sprayed hemp flower and all this? Everybody got that. That's a popular. That was a hot button in the eighty seventh uh, legislature. Uh, what do you think on on this Delta Aid stuff? You know, I'm I'm really kind of surprised that uh, uh, you know that, that that didn't get nixed mm-hmm. because of several reasons you know that it, but it, it you know it, it's still there uh I, honestly i i don't particularly like it i think if we're gonna if we're gonna you know have recreational marijuana we need to pass it and let the vote you know the voters vote on it or at least the legislatures uh this is kind of an end around mm-hmm. it's kind of a sneaky way to do it uh, I, I just i just I just don't get a good feeling. Well, I know uh, retailers were hoping it would stay. Uh, uh, there was some uh, some debate on this. It was a, certainly it was a hot topic. Let me ask you: Would would some of your changes in rules would would you plan on allowing universities to acquire the licenses to uh, allow them to advance genetic research? Kind of some of that language was in the cleanup bill uh, that didn't pass. Right. Yeah, we, you know, I don't know if we can do that by rule or not. We're going to find out, but mm-hmm. we need to advance that. Absolutely need to advance that. You know, we mail the magazine, Commissioner, to the to the growers. Uh, how, how many, did you, do you know how many more we saw in from, you know, May or May or June of 2020 uh, license permits as to, to where you're at today? Do you, do you have an idea how many, how, how that increased over 2021? You know, we won't know until we get at least into July and August, because I, you see, even myself, I didn't plant till August. Mm-hmm. So we're continually making those uh, 
issuing those licenses. And a license that was issued in late June or July, it's not expired yet. It's still in effect. So we, we've kind of got to roll a couple of more months to see if, if we've got more or less farmers. It's hard to tell right now. Do you have any comment on that smokable hemp ban thing? I guess that's still up in the – isn't that still up in uh, – yeah, we need. We don't need to be cutting ourselves out of that market. I agree. I don't know. What, it, it's it's that's that's stupid. That's that's hurting our farmers. And it's, it's you know that stuff still is coming into the state. It's just our farmers aren't you know able to take advantage of those of the of the market to sell that. Yeah, so yeah. That's that's, the, that's a problem. So well, that's good. That's good. You support that. What what tips do you have for growers i know on your video when i first uh looked into uh, getting on here on my own license you know you you always say uh, outside of having a buyer what are some tips that you offer uh to, would say to growers or folks that are getting into it as their first year here in year two somebody just starting out first thing i would tell them absolutely first thing i tell them is go to our website texasagriculture.gov click on the hemp page read it reread it there's 13 pages of frequently asked questions on there that'll answer just about any question about hemp that has come up. Uh, as you know, there's there's an introductory video. Uh, you need to watch that. Mm -hmm. And then there's an, uh, a video that's re required watching before you can obtain your uh, license. So go through those 13 pages of questions, watch both videos, and you should be pretty well into knowing a uh, if you want to grow hemp or not and what it takes. Uh, what do you plan on? Do you plan on with some of your rules? Rules? Can you, is there a rule or can you create a rule with 75% or more finished products to be sourced as uh, processed in Texas uh, in order to make that made in Texas label for farm or for, for growers? Well, we would defer to our Go Texan program, our marketing mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And I'd certainly encourage everyone to participate in that. It's a nominal fee. You can get there's several levels, entry levels like a hundred bucks, and you can go up to like five thousand dollars depending on how much of the services you want. So, and you know, in, if you qualify under the Go Texan program, then you're you're uh, we have two 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 basic classifications. You know, grown in Texas or made in Texas. So you could a processor could even qualify for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh. What uh, what's going on with you politically? I I I heard you made an announcement recently. We, there was some uh, speculation you might run for a different office. Are are you keeping your desk there at uh, at the agriculture office? Well, I had numerous <laughs> people in, in in different groups that were encouraging me to run for governor. There are a lot of people who are upset with uh, our current governor Abbott uh, because of the way he handled the pandemics and you know he picked winners and losers and put a lot of people out of business and. Other people are upset with him because, you know, he let the grid fail. That's, you know, part of his responsibility is, is maintenance of that grid. He appoints the three public utility commissioners, and they appoint all those 16 uh, members of the grid upon approval of the governor. So it was, uh, you know, a total letdown in, in the governor's office. And uh, quite frankly, we didn't I didn't fix much uh, during the legislative session on, on that. Uh you know, I put out my own plan, TexasPowerPlan.org. You can go online and look at it. I had 14 points. I think the legislature passed one, mm -hmm. uh, which which is required winterization of the of the power plants, which 
hey, they're not even going to do that the next fall. So that's not going to help us get through these 105 degree days. We've had we've had two alerts from ERCOT uh, already uh, about you know reduce your power and help us cut back. We're going to lose the grid again. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't look good. But anyway, I. Uh, Monday of this week, I announced that I, I'm going to run for re-election. So okay, I hadn't uh, heard that yet. So I was, I thought uh, yeah. I might be putting you on the hot seat here on the Texas Hip Show, but I didn't know you made that announcement. Yeah, I decided, you know, that uh, uh, <laughs> okay, you know, I, I, I'm certainly cut out for this job. I've been preparing for it my whole life, and I didn't know it, but I was. And and uh, you know, I, I want to be the ag commissioner today, tomorrow, next year. And when I do leave office, I hope I hope we get one that's better than me because all of agriculture <laughs> and all the consumers of Texas deserve that. Nothing less. I put, you know, I've I've actually made this a real job, not just a political stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miller, what, what what do you what can you say to uh, all these events? I, I we got to see you up there in Noco in Denver. Uh, you were at the Lucky Leaf. Uh, uh, what do you think now that we're getting the state opened up a little more, uh, that we're actually can visit with one another at some of these conventions? And are you, uh, uh, have you, what have you thought of, of being able to go out there and speak again? Well, you know, I, I like going, I don't, I don't think I've turned down a speaking opportunity at a hemp uh, convention yet. And, you know, that's where farmers, uh, growers, seed distributors, processors, manufacturers, we can all come together and we can learn from each other. We mm-hmm. get to see the latest innovations in, in technology, the latest products that, you know, you know, it's just a, it's a good way to, you know, educate yourself. And, mm-hmm. and if you've got a product, you can educate others about your own product. Well, do you have any products coming out? You know, what, one of my uh, uh, strains <laughs> uh, I sold to a company that's going to make uh, uh, CBG barbecue sauce. Out of it. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of a bird. A bird told me like, I got that whispered in the in into my ear, and I just wanted to ask you. I didn't know if that was you know a, a licensed deal or is that was that your CBD that you grew or or it's just I'm, it's not my barbecue sauce, but but they call it. Uh, Cab- cowboy badass barbecue yeah, sauce. I, bad, I think it's badass cowboy barbecue sauce. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Badass <laughs> cowboy barbecue, and, and and it. I think it even says on the label that this you know was was grown by Commissioner Miller or something <laughs> like that. So that's kind of cool. Well, that is cool. That is cool. I'll certainly try that on my chicken here uh, later this summer when, uh, when that comes out. Uh, how far along? And I have just a couple more here for you, Mr. Miller. Um, how far along are we in? you know, building that, that industrial supply chain, uh, yet here for Texans. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a slow go. It's going to take, take a little bit. We've got a couple of companies in here that are, you know, contracting with farmers to grow that and they want to process it. So, you know, if farmers can have a couple of good years and, and, and make some decent profits. It doesn't have to be huge profits. Uh, I think that'll be around to stay. I think that's a long-term future for this crop actually. What would happen, Mr. Commissioner, if the federal government legalized marijuana before Texas? Would Texas stay, you know, where it is, or, or how would that work? I, I, we 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 get we get that question a lot, uh, fumbled it around over here, especially on the podcast. Uh, some think that the federal government might legalize marijuana, and I, I know it's a side off of hemp, but what would happen if that was the case? Well, you know, Texans' attitude towards marijuana has has softened a lot mm-hmm. of late 
mm-hmm. especially since we're we're growing hemp and and uh, you know people are understanding you know the effects of it and what it can do and what it doesn't do and and a lot of the rumors have been squashed you know and so i think texas is moving towards that uh what time i don't know i think it depends on who's in leadership you know the next legislative session as to how that goes what advice do you have for farmers uh, as they get we're kind of in the middle of this second year you said you're still going to be growing another round here what 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 final advice do you have for for the growers out there or tips that that you can give them well uh, there's one thing that you absolutely have to put on your hemp crop and if you don't apply this to your hemp crop it'll be a failure i promise you Mm -hmm. you've got to put your shadow on it you got to get out there and watch it (laughs) and take care of it it's not one of those crops you can just plant and come back 60 days 90 days later and harvest it it's a lot a lot of needs a lot of your shadow i had i had i had a grower called me from corpus yesterday uh mr commissioner and and she was telling me that she was just applying for a license and she was but it was an indoor grow i mean do you have any idea how many growers are indoor and then outdoor and what like you said speaking to that shade i mean do we have an idea of how many are indoor versus outdoor I've got that information. I'm just uh, curious how that how many are like I that. I can't pull it off the top of my head, but I can <laughs> give you the, the general figures. Last growing season, mm-hmm. we had about 5,500 acres field grown. But the amazing part was we had over two million, over two million square feet of greenhouse production. Wow! That's, that's wow! That's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it, it's a lot. It's so hot here, um, you know. But it seems like the first the people investing in uh, flower grow operations are, are certainly majority doing this. I think uh, uh, indoor. It seems like I, I don't know where the percentage is on that, but uh, a, a good a good bit of folks getting in there are, are doing it indoors. Yeah, that's that's over five hundred acres. In greenhouse production, that's a, <laughs> that's pretty. That's a lot. That's pretty impressive. Well, uh, so you you you've made your announcement. You're going to run for re-election. Do you know who's up against you this time? <laughs> you know, I, prob- I probably won't. There's there's one announced candidate. There's uh, an, another state rep says he's not running for re-election. He's he's hitting awful hard that he may run. Uh, who knows? I've you know, I've been doing this a while. I've had, uh, I think, about 50 opponents. I've never got a pass. I always, I always draw opponents. <laughs> I'll have four or five, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw one. I saw in 2018 one of your debates or two. You, you really torched that girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, think I think that that's about all I think I got for you uh, th- this afternoon. I wanted to ask oh, uh, before you take off here is uh, this. Uh, uh, my, my father's friends with Kevin Moomow. Does Kevin still work in your office? Yes, he does. He just uh, uh, was off this week. He had cataract surgery, and so now he has no no excuse for misspelling words. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell Kevin that Russell said hi. He knows my father, Chris, and uh, okay. and I just uh, I, I know that he I knew he had worked for you in, in down there, but uh, I haven't talked to Kevin in a while, and I was just I thought I I, I thought I'd. Uh, 
uh, have you haggle him for me. <laughs> well, I'll be glad to do that, but I'm going to have to hurry because he's retiring in July. Is that right? So, is, yeah, he, yeah. Is, he, is he going back to New Mexico? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's going to stay put. He's got, he's got some things he wants to do and enjoy. He's a good guy, so, Kevin. Yeah, he is a good guy. Well, well, Mr. Commissioner, that's all I got. Uh, uh, I'll tip my hat to you, sir, and thank you for being a part of the Texas Hemp Show. And uh, and uh, we'll be looking for for your name on that ballot here this next year. All right, you got it. Thank all right. you. All right, thank all you, right. Mr. Uh, Commissioner. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes. That's Sig Miller, our Commissioner of Texas Agriculture, chiming in here on the uh, Texas Hemp Show podcast. So uh, good stuff from from him. And we're glad to have him on the program. And, you know, he was on the cover of our, uh, what's our second issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Lisa Pittman did a a really good interview with him and profiled uh, Sid on the cover. And that one was out there on our very second second issue of the magazine. So, uh, anyway, good stuff from him. Glad Glad the commissioner could stop by and chime in and give us an update on things cooking over there at his office, at the agriculture office. Uh, next week on the Texas Hemp Show is the CBD Seed Lab on the 7th of July. The magazine comes out on July 1st. Check your smoke shops. If you're in the East Texas area, look into the inner city of Houston for the smoke shops, the CBD stores. You'll start seeing the Texas Hemp Reporter uh, in Whole Foods in uh, Houston. Uh, so we're slowly going to give Houston a little taste of the of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine here in in um, in uh, July uh, with Tommy Chong on the cover. Uh, so look forward to that. And then they will be out here in the Central Texas Austin area in the Hill Country uh, as well on July first, second, and third. Um, next week, next month, uh, again, CBD CD, Seed Lab will be joining us later in the month. TFNB Bank, CBD Hemp Insurance on the 21st. August 4th, Chief Marine will be chiming in, talking about his CBD brand. Uh, then we got Andrew Bish on August 11th, Jack Spinkle on the 18th. And then our friends that make the Badass Cowboy barbecue sauce as uh, our friends over there at cosmic cowboy extractions uh, joining us um, to wrap up the august uh, lineup for the texas hemp show i'm russell we'll see you next week on july 7th and stay cool Bills, friend, it's all going to pot. I got a hundred dollar bill, you can keep your pills, friend, cause it's all going to pot.